0: Welcome to the Chris Sarno Ministries Audio Library and thank you for your support. You are about to listen to a powerful message from Pastor Chris Sarno and we pray that it brings hope, help, and healing to your life. I'm going to give you a bunch of scriptures. If you got your notes, if you, I want you to go with me 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I got three nights. I'm not going to overwhelm you with this. I'm really believing the Lord really, really, really brings this thing together for you. I want you to look at 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 1. I'm gonna bring the board up here um, so I could do some stuff, but well, I, don't, I don't know if it's gonna, ref- i hope to God it doesn't reflect too much, so I was kinda of like praying and believing and we'll see what happens because I wanna do some drawing, but can everybody see that? Are you gonna be able to see this? Three in one, can everybody see that? And if I start writing on it, everybody can see it? Because I, I want, some of this stuff I'm teaching you, I stole it, um, but <laughs> some of it I stole from Brother Doug, amen, because he, he started teaching us faith, but I started t- going on the road And I'm telling you why we're having it. Somebody says, Pastor Chris, do you just want to have meetings? No. Pastor Chris, are you bored and looking for something to do? Absolutely not. Pastor Chris, why are we here? Because I started going on the road and being in the church. And I started watching people waiting for God to do something and not have the right exchange to get God to do it. And it it was the most humbling, scary heartbreaking thing to see people waiting for something that you know is not gonna come to pass. I watched people waiting thinking time was gonna change their situation, and it's not. And I prayed, and the Lord said, you need to represent me right in the earth. And I really felt like God was like, I'm getting a bad rap because people don't understand how I work. I don't say I got it all figured out. I'm not saying that. But people don't know how I work and how I operate, and they're blaming me for something I'm not even in control of because they don't have the right exchange to get me to do it because I can't just do what I want to go do. You got to have the exchange of faith. And I started watching people, good people, God-loving people, people like you, me, you know, people, but wait, wait, thinking time was going to change their situation, and time didn't change nothing. Nothing. Because I've seen people 70 years old don't know nothing. I've seen 20-year-olds got more smart than the 70-year-olds in the spirit. So just because you've been around doesn't mean you're getting brighter about the things of God. I'm not saying that in a mean way. Time doesn't change nothing. Faith does. I started going places. I started looking at people waiting for God to do something that he can't do because they don't have the right exchange. And then getting mad at God and going, why didn't you do it? And I started asking myself the questions you ask yourself. Why do I hear all this stuff and I, I see all this stuff? But why doesn't it work for me? Or why isn't it working? And where is it kind of messed up? I watch people try to believe to get healed they died. Start, I'm serious. Use the principles of the kingdom, put it together. Everybody's got it. And, and people that were supposed to get well, they didn't get well. Some of them got well, some of them didn't. I'm just being honest. Some of them were supposed to do this, something that didn't happen. And I started asking myself the greatest, because I walked in one place one time, I'll tell you a quick story. This is what really made me rip my theology apart. Two stories changed my life. Brother Doug told a story one time we were in Bible school of a girl who had 80 tumors in her body. She was dying. And he said I had to get faith over to her. And then I'll tell you a story I had, because I went with one of my little buddies, and we went to go pray. Back in the day, we used to go with the church, and you used to go to people's house and pray for them sometimes. And we walked in this house, and it was close to home, and it's really close to my heart because I know these individuals. Some of you even know who it is, but I'm not going to say nothing about it because, you know, I don't want to embarrass anyone. And we walked in the house, and we prayed for this lady, and the lady was sick, and she had every right thing coming out of her mouth. And all the while, I knew she didn't have faith. We walked out the door. He shut the door. I shut the door, and I looked at him, and he said, man, he goes, well, she seems like she's got it. I said, she's going to die, and there's nothing I can do to help her. Because she's not, that's not faith, that's fear. We know the right things to say sometimes. And there's, I, please, we know the right things to say sometimes, but there's not that conviction behind it. And it's a, maybe a wishing and a hoping. But I started seeing good people love God, and I got mad at me. Because I said, if I'm going to do this, I better know what I'm telling people. Right. Scared me, Paul. Scared in my mind. Freaked me out. Not in a fear of phobia way, but in a way like you're talking, you got people's lives in the balance. You can't play around with this. So I said, to this, I said I'm not going to say, God, I'm telling tell you right now, I'm going to say something or I'm going to say nothing, but you better help me. And you rip apart why you believe what you believe, and you want to find out why you do believe what you believe. And I started breaking it down. And some of it, we mixed it together, we're going to pull it together, but this is the thing I want to get you to see. You guys got faith, okay? Because everybody in this room has got faith failures, and now we stop dreaming. Now we stop believing. Now we stop expecting. Now we stop doing all this stuff, and we put it on hold because, well, it didn't work for so-and-so, or it didn't work for me, and it didn't work for this, and it didn't work for that. And instead of getting excited about trying again, we just quit and just live status quo Christianity because I don't want to try no more because I'll tell you why. I'm so disappointed in failing, I don't even want to try no more. I'd rather not even try. So that's when I start ripping it apart. I want to know why. So we're going to, three days, saturate it, get it. If you can't get here, watch. If you can't watch, we're going to get there. I gave you the note sheet. Some of this stuff is like I said, but some of the things I want to see, and I want you to look at 1 Corinthians 3 and 1, and he says these words, I couldn't speak to you as in the spiritual, but as carnal, even as babes in Christ. And what that means is this, is that sometimes we're trying to elevate the vocabulary that we're speaking, but people can't receive it. So what I want you to do tonight is I want you to be open to receive what it is that God has for us. Look at verse 2. We're going to keep going. He says, I fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither are you yet now able to bear it. And he says these words, for you're carnal, whereas among you is envying and strife and your what? Divisions, and yet you're carnal. And what I want to talk to you about this is carnal doesn't kind of mean you're bad. And I'm not saying you're carnal, but I'm just trying to tell you the body of Christ is a little bit behind on spiritual growth because we live too natural in our mind. Is that all right? So before we get to this thing on the show, you, I'm gonna show you what the Bible says. If you're down with the Bible, you're gonna be down with this. If the Bible's wearing you out, you're gonna be there. So write these scriptures down. I'm gonna give you a bunch of scriptures. You can write them on your thing. Some of this stuff, like I said, I, I kind of put it together. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians five seven, we are to walk by faith. Some of my Bible school students, you've heard this, but you have got to hear it over and over and over again. You have to. You got to just preach. I, I, I sat in brother Nor- I sat with brother Norval Hayes in a meeting. And preached his stuff back to him, and he amen me. I don't even know if he knows it was his stuff. But I don't really care. And I wasn't, I'll tell you right now, I wasn't scared to preach it right in front of him. Because it must been, it's the word of God. There ain't no copyright on the word of God. I went in there and said, bless the Lord. He said, hey, he uh, kick the devil in the head. I used all his lingo. He loved every minute of it. You understand what I'm saying? There's no copyright on this. You just keep saying what everybody else says. Amen. But the Bible says we are to live, what? We're to walk by faith. Question, right? And we're supposed to, if we're walking by faith, that means what? Well, guess what? Listen to this one. I got a bunch of them for you. Ready? We're to walk by faith. Write this one down. We're to live by faith. Hebrews 10, 38. Now the just shall live by faith. We live by faith. Hebrews ten thirty eight. You got that? So we walk by faith. We live by faith. You got them? Write them down. Some of you know where I'm going in this, but it's okay. I'm all right with this, so you stay with me. Ready? Here you go. How about this one? Ephesians 6.16. We please God with faith is in Hebrews, but watch this one. We protect ourselves with faith. And I'm going to go to Hebrews in a minute. You protect, look at, above all, taking the shield of faith, for which you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Now, wait a minute. If I walk by faith, live by faith, look at Hebrews 11.6. You got them? Write them down. We're going to go over this. You got it? I protect. Everybody say, I protect myself with faith. That means I could quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one with faith. Okay? How about Hebrews eleven six? but without faith, it's impossible to please him, for he that comes to him must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder. You see that? Of them that diligently seek him. So I'm, I please God with faith. Correct? I walk by faith. I protect myself with faith. I ask myself the question you're going to ask you. If, I, if I'm supposed to walk by faith, I plead, I, listen to me, I'm supposed to walk by faith, I'm supposed to live by faith, I'm supposed to talk faith, the Bible says what? Preach faith, the faith, same spirit, the faith which we preach, hello, we talk faith, we walk faith, we see faith, we live faith, and the only thing that pleases God is faith. Hebrews eleven six. 6. I'm running around asking people everywhere I go, well, what is it? Because here's my question. If I'm supposed to be in it, how can I easily quantify it or explain it to know whether I'm there or not if it's such an important subject? It's going to get quiet. It's okay. You're going to ask the same question. You did what I did. I started rounding round in my head. Well, what's faith? Well, I started thinking Hebrews 11.1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's evidence of things not seen. By it, the elders obtained a good report. Keep going, right? And look at this. And through the world, we understand what? That the world was framed through words. So that the things which were what? Seen. Keep going. Were what? You're right. Not made of the things which do appear. here. So the seen world was made from an invisible world. So now I'm, now I'm really lost. So, faith is some sticky, ooey gooey substance, or so I don't know where it is. It's some invisible world that I'm supposed to have materialized in my life, but I still can't quantify whether I'm in it or not. So, how do I know whether I'm in this invisible world the right way I'm supposed to be? Because now faith is the substance of things hoped for, it's the evidence of things not seen. So, how do I stay in an unseen realm? And know I'm really where I need to be. So I'm totally confused and nobody could explain it. So maybe you were confused, but nobody broke it down. So what's faith? And everybody around will tell you it's the substance of things hoped for, it's the evidence of things not. What does that mean? What does that mean? It's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not. How do I know whether I'm there or not? God's not difficult. The Bible says that the simplicity of the gospel is easy. So something's got to break because if I walk by faith and I please God with faith and I'm supposed to talk faith and I'm supposed to protect myself with faith because I don't know about you, the devil's got some fiery darts coming at me. And, if, and what are those doubts? Thoughts, ideas, and suggestions of unbelief. And if I got to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one, then I better... Know how to do it, but if I don't know how to do it, I'm getting beat up. So, this is where I'm at, right? I don't know what faith is. I think I know what faith is. I'm, I'm about 50 50 every once in a while with it. I'm getting beat up because my mental arena is not, I'm not winning in my mental arena because I don't know how to lift the shield of faith up to protect myself. So, I'm kind of getting beat up on that way. I don't know whether I'm in faith. I don't know if any of these promises are working. I'm starting the process over and over again because I'm starting stuff, but nothing's changing. So, because nothing's changing, I don't I don't think it's working. So I start the process all over again. And basically, I'm in a cycle of maybe. So I'm asking myself, well, God, obviously, I'm confused somewhere. So help me understand where I got to get it. Because if I don't get an understanding of it, it's now here's the kicker. It's the only thing that really pleases you. And I want to please you. And I want to make sure I succeed in the earth, but I don't know how to do it. So here we go. How can we not easily simply make an explanation of this if it's the thing I'm supposed to live by, walk by, protect myself with, and please God with? How do you know whether you're in it or not? Well, so evidence have thing's not seen. How do I know I'm in the unseen? How do I know I'm even in belief? So you got to keep ripping it apart. You got to keep breaking it down until you can see it. And some of you know, and I'm going I'm to do it for everybody because the church hasn't been in it, and I'm not going to rush. So some of you that know, just go with me. It's okay. But I want you to see something here. I want you to look at Matthew 9, 27. I want you to keep these notes for the rest of your life. That's why I'm going slow. That's why I gave you a note sheet. I'm going to break that all down. Matthew 9, 27, I want you to look at this because Jesus starts, starts basically explaining where he's at, Matthew 9, 27. I am telling you right here and now, Numbers 23, 19 is the most important. I, I love it. Is God a man that he should lie? you pop it up there for him just to see it? Numbers 23 and 19 needs to be the, the mantra of your life. Right? Why? Because the Bible says this. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and what? Shall he not do it? Hath he spoken it, and shall he not make it good? You got to make that. The, the God. God is true. You got, see, because here's God's greatest desire is to be believed. It's God's greatest desire. And you want to know what's crazy? People are getting mad at God because remember, two sides of God, there's the person, and I got it. There's, everybody say the person, the principles, okay? Person, principles. Now watch this. You hear me say this before? I, I stole this. God side, man side. Person, principles. God side, man side. If you teach the God side, gets a little tricky. Teach the man side gets a little tricky. But how about this? You teach the God side first, and the man side becomes a whole lot easier. What do you mean? Forgive. Forgive ain't easy till you see the God's son. I forgave you. Come on, guys, see it? Principles is how, look, the person of Jesus isn't changing. Neither are the principles. But if you work the, I'll tell you how good your life's going to be, how good you work in the principles. If you work the principles, the principles produce every time the same way. You better get this. The principles work every time. The same way, in order, always. So if something's not working, guess what? We got principles out of place. Because God ain't changing. He changes not. So the principles got to get right to keep the order right to get the results we need to see. You get that? So if there's a problem, it's probably not God. It's the principles are out of order. So now we got to go back to the beginning and figure this thing out. So watch what he says in Mark 9, 27. You got to see this, right? Matthew or whatever I said, right? Matthew, right? And when Jesus departed, now I want you to look at this because Jesus starts telling on himself, and he says, and when Jesus departed thence two blind men followed him, crying, said, son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was come into the house, the blind man came to him and Jesus said, believe ye that I'm able to do this. They said unto him, yea, Lord. And he touched their eyes and said unto them, according to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were opened, and Jesus straightway charged them, saying what? Don't tell no man. I want you to look at this. Jesus says what? He says, Can you, are you believing that I'm able to do this? And they said, yea, Lord. And he touched their eyes, and he said, according to your faith. According to your faith. According to your faith. I want you to look at another thing. I want you to look at John chapter 20. I know some of you got these notes. I hope you hope you bury them in your heart. John chapter 20, 24. Let's go there. We're going to look at Thomas. Amen. You all right with this? Because I'm going to tell you right here now, first and foremost, thing, when I get this board going, it's going to get, it's going to get, it's going to get um, it's going to get moving. But one of the things you got to make sure you figure out first is you got compromise with the word of God. We can't help you. Until the word of God becomes the number one authority in your life, you're pretty much helpless. Because until, I'm being serious, you can say whatever you wanna say. Until the Bible, because here's what I'm gonna tell you. See, because here's what I'm gonna start doing. I'm gonna start giving you the word, right? So let's just say like this. I'm gonna come over here, and I'm gonna start showing you the word. I hope you can see this. Don't mind my lousy handwriting. I'm gonna start giving you the word, okay? When you hear the word, I'm gonna show you how, If this Bible word, the word, does not become the foremost authority in your life, we can't even start the process because you're carnal. The reason why people got so many problems is this. Now, let me explain to you about carnal. Carnal just means you're flesh ruled. And you're flesh ruled because you have an opinion greater than the word of God. You got to get, I'm going to show you how to do it. I can fix your life if you stay with me. I'm going to pull this thing closer, and we'll leave it up all week long. We won't touch it, but just make sure you can tell me you can see it. The guys were, the guys did a great job getting this. I'm going to slide back here. So I want you to see this, because you got to understand this. And if something gets in the way, maybe I can get even closer. Is that all right? Everybody kind of got it? See, here's the thing, because here's the problem we got. Before we even get to the word, we got to get here. We got to find what you validate to be the truth, okay? God, this is where this whole thing comes together. God will find your validation in the earth before he'll validate you from heaven. You got to qualify in the earth before heaven qualifies you for more. God wants to give you everything, but you got to qualify in the earth. You got to submit yourself unto the word of God. The number one way God gets you to submit to the word of God, he gets you to submit to somebody in your life. It's the number one way he does it. Because here's the thing, you can't really hear God. That's why Jesus said in the Bible, he said this, he said, I put authority in your life to help you stay covered, and if you stay covered, you're safe. It's true. It's not. People think it's weird. It's not weird. So the word of God, you see that? Right that there. Now, I'm going to explain to you about this, because watch this. We ain't even going to start the process yet, because you got to see something here. we got the word, but guess what? I'm going to show you where it starts, all right? So come over here to John chapter 20, you okay? So what am I trying to tell you? Numbers 23 and 19, right there. If you're going to vacillate with, well, maybe it's the Bible, we can't help you. Well, maybe, well, I'm going to believe some of it, but I ain't going to do all that. Ain't nobody going to tell me what. Come on, man. We're in trouble before we start because you're going to be a rejecter more than you're going to be an acceptor. And if you keep rejecting, we can't get you nowhere. Oh, yeah, I know. Well, how many, what faith comes by hearing, but if you reject what you hear, we got a problem. I'm going to show you how. So look at John 20. But Thomas 1 12, remember Jesus came popping through the wall? The disciples were there. He was done. He was resurrected. He come in there. He said, hey, it's me, Jesus. What's that? Can't see it? You Want a new marker? Well, <laughs> use a black marker. All right, well, just tell me. I can't read back there. Right? So right, get in there, right? So Jesus come popping through the wall, and he said what? He said, hey, he said, man, he came there, He told him, he said, hey, it's Jesus, right? Judas wasn't there, Remember? He said, I ain't gonna believe this. The disciples said, What? Come on, guys, stay with me. You can read it when you go home. I can't read 27 chapters to you. Come on, right? He goes in there, what'd he say? He come in there and he said, He said, I don't, what did you mean Jesus showed up? He said, He came in here, walked in here, was walking around, told us all this stuff. They said, I don't believe it. What did Thomas say? Why do we call him Doubting Thomas? He doubted it, right? what did he say? He came, he said, Look, he said, unless I can what? Unless I could take my finger and put a nail print in his hand, or I could take my hand and stick it in his side, I don't believe. You with me? You okay? Look at verse 24. Here we go. Here we go. Eight days later, Jesus showed up. One of the 12 named Didymus was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, we have seen the Lord. But he said, except I shall see, everybody say see, in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. I will not what? Underline it. What did he say? I'm not going to believe it. I refuse to believe. You with me? Okay, cool. Right? Jesus like, we're just doing it. Watch what happens here. Eight days later, again, the disciples were with him. Thomas was with them. Jesus, the door, uh, then Jesus came to them. The door being now shut, stood in the midst of them and said, peace be unto you. He Come right through the wall. Then he said, Thomas, reach hither thine finger and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and what? Pierce my side, go ahead, and thrust it into my side, and be not what? But believing. He said, What did he say? What, what did he say? He said, I will not believe. He said, I refuse to believe. Jesus said, don't be faithless, but be Jesus starts using faith and belief interchangeably all throughout the Bible. We're tracking them. So faith is simply what I believe. Write it down. Sounds easy. It is. Faith is simply what you believe. Now we've got to understand something. A lot of people in this room believe a lot of different things. That's the problem. We've got to believe what God believes. And we got to accept what God accepts. And we got to start the process of understanding that my beliefs have to line up with the word of God. Now, come on. Because see, here's the one thing. It's one thing to say I believe it, agree with it, but it's another thing to really believe it. The only one who knows that is you. But Jesus had no problem using faith and what? Belief interchangeably all throughout the Bible. He proved it. Don't be faithless, but be what? Be believing. So now, simple quantifying faith is this. Faith is, it's a firm persuasion, definition from the Greek, it's a firm persuasion, it's a conviction based upon hearing. That's what it is. Pistis is like 51, 41, 50, or something like that in the Greek lexicon. Bottom line, it means this. The bottom line is the word faith. It's a firm persuasion, it is a conviction based upon hearing. Basically, faith is a conviction based upon what you hear, or a truth based upon what you hear. But let's just make it simple. Faith is simply what you believe. Okay? Look at your neighbor and say, your faith is simply what you believe. Look at your other neighbor and say, your faith is simply what you believe. But now we got to work on you because here we go. Ready? we got to figure out where we're forming beliefs from. Because here's the thing. It's one thing to believe. Come on. But are you believing the right thing? Because watch this. You've been using faith all your life. But now we got to get biblical faith. You go to work every day using faith. They're going to pay you. You believe they're going to pay you. You do deals. You don't see it. You believe it's going to happen. Guess what? You've been using faith every minute of your life, and maybe you haven't known it or not, but you are. But now we got to get you faith in the right arena because faith is simply what I. Now, that may make you happy or sad because here's the thing. Only you really know what you believe. Come on. I'm not talking about you mentally agreeing with something. Mental agreement means, oh, I agree with it, but I ain't going to do none of it. I got a bunch of people mentally agree with stuff. Oh, yeah, that's the Bible. You going to do any of it? No. Oh, yeah, that's the word of God. You going to try? Like, no. Oh, praise be to God. I've been going to church all my life. You do any of this stuff you hear? No. See, just agreeing with something doesn't mean you've accepted it for you. This is the key because you got to get something here. Because what we got to do is we got to, now remember this, we got to form the right beliefs in you for faith to work. Because everybody, see, everybody wants to get you here. They want to get you to the release side of faith. That's why it don't work. You got to get to the belief side first. The release side of faith don't work right when the belief side's off. It's empty words. It, can't guide, it doesn't have the power to produce. You got people waiting for stuff to happen because they don't, you got to get the belief first. You with me? Once you got the belief, then we could talk about release. I don't even want you saying nothing right away. I need you to get so insaturated with your truth-bearing witness that you understand the truth of the word of God. Because faith, because look, let me explain something to you. You're gonna be looking at your emotions, change, we're gonna talk about this. Emotions change circumstances. You know how many times change circumstances have messed you up? I prayed and nothing changed. And what did you do when you prayed and nothing changed? You went back and prayed a different way. Am I right? Why do you uh, can I can I can I like be like, can I just smack you with it? Why do you think everybody wants something new? Because maybe this will work because the other stuff I've been trying ain't working. Do you hear what I said? Look at and listen, look at me, guys. There ain't nothing wrong with you. You got it. We just got to quant- lay it out. Once I'm done with it, you, 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 what you do with it after this, that's your business. But when I'm done with it, you're going to have the ability to do it. This is why everybody wants, well, tell me something new. Tell me something different. There ain't no new, new. If it's new and different, it's probably dangerous. This is how you do it. Faith is simply what I believe. Okay, good. Now we got to figure out where are, your be- where are your beliefs being formed from? And how here's my question. How do I get you to form the right beliefs? Because how many of you know we're all ain't there? So now we got to start looking at the word of God to figure this thing out. Because here's what you got to get. If the word of God, right? And I'll come over here, I'll do it with this. You got to see this, because this is really important. Because this is where I see most, this is where I see, this is where I see the problem hits most, right? If the word of God, okay, and we're gonna do it like this. If the word of God, is this better? All right, if the word of God, right? The word of God. Is going to be where I'm forming this stuff from? Can you see that? Now watch this. What happens if the Word of God's not becoming the place of my forming my beliefs? Then you got to have wrong thoughts. Because watch this. Watch this. Check this out. These. This. This is the key right here. I'm going to show you. Listen to me. If you don't have the Word of God forming, like let's just do this, right? I'll give you a jump ahead, right? Let's just say this. Let's because I gave right. Let's just say beliefs. You with me with that? Can you see that? So you could do like your little thing, and I'll give you more. So if the word of God, right, watch me. If the word of God, if the, I'm jumping ahead, but it's okay. It's Wednesday. It's the word of God. If the word of God isn't where my beliefs are coming to, what's leading me? Flesh. Flesh. Can you see that? Fle- Everybody say flesh. That's carnal. You see it? Now, I'm going to show you what happens. This word, okay, now we got to go here. Well, why is the word of God? Because here's the first thing that happens, right? Just put this on your note sheet. We're going to jump ahead. Form, strengthen. Okay? Form, up top, strengthens. You with me? My scribble is not working, but it's okay. Form, strengthen. The word of God, you with me? Come on, I'll steal this from Brother Doug. i got to send him an offering. Word of God. Forms, strengthens. But here's what I started doing. This is what started getting me. If it's not the Word of God forming beliefs, guess what it is? Flesh. I'm just jumping ahead. Okay? You getting that? Flesh. Want to know what else? Wrong ideas. That's all carnal. You with me? You write it down? Watch this. Word of God forms. What's that mean? First time you hear it, you start what? Forming it. After you hear it thereafter, what's it doing? Strengthening. What happened the first time you heard healing? Come on, man. You're like, you got to be kidding me. Lay your hands on somebody to get well. I got a form of belief in you. Where'd that belief come from? The Bible. Just because you go to church don't mean you believe the Bible. Most Christians don't believe the Bible. I don't know who who you sitting with, but... So watch it. You get, you, are you pulling this in? Now, let me show you what starts happening. Now, uh, first thing I want to do today is just get you here. Go with me to Mark chapter 4, okay? Mark. Everybody say, Mark chapter 4. Are you getting a little bit out of this? What's faith? Where do I form my beliefs from? Hopefully the Bible. Now, watch this. How do I know what I believe? I don't know. How do you know what you believe? Now, everybody says, well, it, your actions. Man, people could do something and not believe nothing. Yeah, they can say it and not even believe it. It ain't going to work. Why do you think confession does not work for people? They don't believe what they're saying. Why do you think a lot of good people confess the? They kept it. Well, just keep saying it. Sooner or later, it'll work. Get out of here. I'm going to show you how, okay? Write down Mark chapter 4. Everybody good? You see my little thing? Word of God, forming, strengthen what I believe. You can put believe on top if you got it. That will be great. But I want you to see this now. Now, get this. What, who determines what I believe? You do. You do. So now watch. It starts. Now watch this. I'm locating you. Now stop blaming God. Start looking in the mirror. Why do you not have established beliefs? Look, guys. Don't. Mark 11, right? Jesus goes, it's all teaching, man. He's a master. Jesus goes in John, Mark. Louis. Remember when Jesus showed up and he said, I can't even believe these people got this much unbelief? It's bewildering to me they have so much unbelief. What did he do? He said, He went and taught. He's trying to eradicate unbelief with teaching. Does that make sense? If you want to eradicate unbelief, you got to get teaching. Jesus said where there was unbelief, he taught the word of God. Are you there? So, why am I telling you that? When Jesus shows up in Mark, right, and says, Let's go look for figs on a fig tree that ain't in season, you think he's talking about figs? No, he's talking about teaching. Why are you going to a fig tree in a season when it's not time to have figs and looking for figs? You ain't that crazy, Jesus. So why? I got an orange tree in the backyard. There ain't no oranges on the thing. Ain't been no oranges. There ain't going to be oranges this year. It's coming back. Hey, let's, you want to go have oranges over at the house tomorrow? That don't make no sense. It's not the season of figs, but you hungry and you want to go? He gets there. What's the first thing he says? He looks at the fig tree and he curses the fig tree. The miracle was found in what? Jesus, what, walks by next day, they come back and say, ooh, the fig tree, that cursed has been withered away. Oh, my God, look at this. He said, have the God kind of faith or have faith in God. What's that look like? You should be saying, he said, you should be saying under the mountain. He's saying you should be developed in this kind of faith, but you're not yet. But you could be. So what was he trying to get him to see? He's saying, Peter, look, you could have the same kind of availability to say what you believe and see it manifest, But the thing is, you have to develop it. Don't be like this tree, undeveloped in the season it should be producing. You need to work on cultivation to be ready to produce in the season that God has you ready for. If you're behind, catch up. Don't worry about stupid TV and all this stuff. Go find out some stuff. Amen? Go listen to this stuff over a couple times. Because here's what happens. Watch this. Mark chapter 4 is going to show us. Now, I jumped ahead quick so you can get this. Go with me to Mark chapter 4. You're going to see right? Go to Mark four fourteen. Y'all there? These are they by the the. These are the sower sows the word. You ready? These are they by the what wayside. Look at verse fifteen. But when they've heard what? But when they've heard, Satan comes what? Immediately put the whole thing up there if you could. Satan comes what immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their heart. Stop. Wait a minute. Okay. So when the word of God is heard. It doesn't go in the ear, it goes in the heart. God puts the word where it could produce. It produces in the heart. Write this down. Faith is of the heart, not of the head. Faith is of the heart, not of the head. Faith, because here's the thing. You ready for this? Faith's in the heart, not in the head. The Bible said, out of the abundance of the heart, You want to get your mouth speaking right? Get it filled in your heart. How do I get it in my heart, eyes and ears? The abundance of the heart, let the mouth. How do I get it in my heart? See, here's the problem. Until you fill your heart, your mouth's not going to speak. Until you fill your heart, your mouth's not going to speak. Your mouth ain't going to move until you fill your heart. Why can't I be strong in my confession? You haven't filled your heart yet. How do I fill my heart? Eyes and ears. Eyes and ears. This book of the law, shall not the part of my mouth, but I'll meditate in day and night. Eyes and, Eyes and ears. Eyes and ears. Eyes and ears. In the mouth, speaking it. But watch this. Why am I speaking it? I'm speaking it to you what? Get it in abundance in me. And then I got, then, see here's the thing. You, listen to me. Confession's key is this. You speak it in abundance to get it in you, then you finally release it. You're not speaking it to release it all the time. You're speaking it to fill up to release it. You'll know when. You'll know when. You'll know, you better pay attention. You'll, you'll know when. Don't speak prematurely. Speak when you're full. Filled, filled hearts are full of faith. See, this is what I'm saying. This is why you got to do this. This is why it's important what you see and what you hear. Okay, so she says, Satan comes immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in there. Well, how in the world did he do that? 1 Peter 3, 4 is the hidden man in the heart. How in the world did this joker get in your spiritual realm and steal something? This can get deep real quick. So it can, and I don't want to like pull you in 12 different, because here's the thing. If you don't understand, that would almost seem weird. Because how can the enemy come into the spirit realm and steal something from me that's been sown spiritually? Because here's the thing. In the heart of man is where the soul and the spirit connect. Did you hear me? In the heart of man is where the soul and the spirit connect. That is where you could touch both worlds. Remember, I I gave you this. Remember, some of you are going to remember this. Remember this? We did spirit, soul, and body. Remember? Remember? Spirit, everybody say spirit, soul, body. Ready? Right here, this is the heart. This right here is the heart. It connects to both worlds. If your soul, if your soul does not open to the spirit realm, your body will never change. Because Genesis chapter 2 said what? And spirit went into body. God spoke, blew life. God blew life into Adam, and Adam became a living soul. I think it's Genesis, like, I don't know. Don't quote me on it. It might be Genesis, like, 2.8, something like that. And man became a what? A living soul. When spirit went into body, right? 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 Soul was created. So, and God planted it in the Garden eastward, Easter, and he put the man in there, and he formed. I don't know. That might be right. Might be wrong. No, it's got to be where he said, uh, and man became a living soul. You'll find it. It's in there somewhere. Might be two, and man became a living soul. Seven, there you go. Go a little further up. Let's see what that says. How many scriptures do you want me to have in me, the whole book? But he went past the midst of the earth and watered the whole ground, and the face of the ground and go. And the Lord God, there it is. And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and go, and man became a living soul. So when spirit went in the body, soul was created. When spirit went in the body, Soul was created. So mind, will, and emotions was created when? When spirit went in the body. So I got news for you. The only way spirit's going to flow through into the body is it's got to go through the soul. That's why Romans 12, 1 and 2 says what? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your body a living sacrifice, which is a reasonable service, which is acceptable in the Lord, and be not conformed, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why do you got to renew your mind? You got to renew your mind to figure out the man you really are. Because until you renew your mind, you're going to be a rejecter. Write that down. Until you renew your mind, you're a rejecter. You all right? Doing good? I love this, man. This is why I want you guys to come. This is why I'm so happy you're here. If anybody's happy you're here, it's me. I really am so happy you're here. I'm happy you're here. I want you to get this. I want you to get this so bad, I'll stay here all night, but you can't handle me all night. But I would, because I want you to get this, because this is how you do it. You'll be a rejecter, uh, you'll be a rejecter, because you've got to get your soul to understand this. Now, I'm going to show you why, okay? So this, was, this is bugging me, Mike, this bug me. How in the world the devil going to steal stuff that was sown in my spirit? Because the first Peter 3, 4, hidden man of the heart is a spirit man. He called him the hidden, go to 1 Peter 3, 4. He calls him the man of the heart. Well, how'd the man of the heart forfeit the seed? But let it be the hidden man of the heart, which is incorruptible, meek and quiet and, you know, ordained spirit, spirit right? Sight to God, great price, great. But look at that, the hidden man of the heart. Go to the first part of that, please. But let it be the hidden man of the heart. So he says the spirit man's a hidden man. He's in there. And God ain't stupid. Let me explain something. This is why God never gives the word of God to your mind. Because you would, because carnal, what? He said it's foolishness. You can't understand this stuff. But he gives it in your spirit to renew your mind. Is that cool? It never goes to your head. You don't mentally understand the word of God. You spiritually receive it, and then you transform your mind. So the word of God goes in your heart, and then you te- your heart teaches your mind what to think get that? It goes in, and you, look, greater is he that's in me. I, I don't feel great, you know, some days, but I make myself feel great. See it? So it goes in your spirit. Now, this messed me up. This got me all jacked up. You ready for this? How in the world did the devil get in there and get it? It went in my spirit. Did it go back there. Can you go back to Mark 4? You're doing great, Angela. 4, whatever that was, fifth 14? I think it's fifteen, but I'm all excited because uh, you're here. And these are they by the wayside where the word was sown. So what's the sower do? I'm sowing right now. See now you gotta get this ready. Ready for this? Seed, seed reveals the soil. The soil don't reveal no seed. See I look at your face to tell you where you're at. I don't know what he's talking about. Your soil is all jacked up. Just keep smiling at me. That's how you win. So every time I say something, go, yeah, praise the Lord. (laughs) You you could try to trick me. I'll never know you're not getting it. I'm being serious because you're like, oh, man, I come in here. Remember that last week? Brother Paul got it. I said, praise the Lord. Let all the earth praise him. Church looking at me like this. Are you goofy? No, no, I'm picking on you. I'm teaching you maturity. If the guy said, if Paul got up there and said, praise the Lord, and i seen that Bible said, praise the Lord, and the earth will release its increase. I'd jump up and down buck wild and scream, praise the Lord. See, you ain't serious yet. You don't believe what you read. They don't believe. Let me explain something to you, man. 3% of Look at me. 3% of you are going to do what I'm telling you. 5% of you maybe would change a little bit of your life, and probably 90% of you are going to go back to the same junk you've been going back to. You ain't changing jack because you're an unlearner. You don't reach. You don't listen. You don't follow instruction. They were in the office the other day. I said, "Pain is the rewarder of the uninstructable." Don't let me lose. I said, "Pain is the reward for the uninstructable. It's the only road you'll see is pain." These young guys that come hang out with me. I told the one, "He he right here too." I ain't gonna pick on him. I said, "You'll cry with me today, or cry by yourself forever. But you're gonna cry. Just figure out who you're gonna cry with." I ain't big enough to cry neither. I'm gonna cry. I don't really care about crying. Instru- see, relationship is great. You want to know when relationship f- gets... Relationship is easy until it's corrected. And then once it's corrected, now it's been tested. And then we're going to see whether we're going to roll or not because anybody could be friendly with anybody until, what, correction shows up. Remember when you were married and it was cute? And then you, one of you tried to tune up the other one? It wasn't pretty. No, She wasn't as pretty anymore, was she, now? She got her boomerang shoe out, ready to like... <laughs> Should knock you down. Come on, right? You know what I mean? But let's stay in the spirit because we're getting pulled. All right, come on. We got a little bit of time. We'll give you like 15 more minutes. I'm going to let you go. Okay, so let's get this. So how in the world did he come in here and steal the word of God? Now watch this. These are they by the wayside where the word is sown. Mark chapter 4 is the most important chapter of the whole Bible. Learn it, master it, understand it. If you can get Mark chapter 4 to work, you get the whole Bible to work. He says that. These are they by the wayside where the word was sown, but when they heard what? Immediately, Satan come immediately. takes away the word they sown in their hearts. Boom, keep going. And what happened? And these are they likewise which are sown on a ground. When they hear the word, when they hear, immediately they receive it with gladness. They get excited about it, but having no root in themselves, keep going, having no root in themselves, someone do it afterwards, but when affliction and persecution arise for the word's sake. Everybody say pressure arises for the word's sake. Remember this, look at me, look at me, look at me. Every time you were offended, it can be traced back to the word of God. You are not following an instruction from the word of God. That's why you're offended. You can remove every offense if you will just follow the God's plan. You offended because of pressure. You know why you got, remember, the best guy is John the Baptist. He goes in prison. He freaks out. He don't even know if God's God anymore. <laughs> he told Jesus, he said, are you the Christ? I would have smacked that joker right in the face. Pastor Porter, I would, have, I would have knocked him out. you the dude that told us at the lake he's God. You don't know if he's Christ? Come on, guys, you heard this. Why in the world now you don't know he's God? Because I got pressure I didn't have before, and serving God shouldn't be this hard. Don't think this strange, fiery child is something tough. It's just trying to get your faith. The devil wants to get you offended, get you away from people that can get you somewhere, get you all there. And then they, well, I don't feel like I, oh, shut up. Tell your body what to feel. I don't let my body tell me nothing. Body be quiet, you goofy thing. I don't feel this. I don't feel that. I don't feel this. I don't feel, I don't feel, I don't feel. Stop living by what you feel. Live by faith. Amen? You can't get away from me understand? I'm going to come get you. Watch this, right? So immediately get offended. Okay, so go back. So now I start asking myself the question you start asking you. How do you get in there and get it? Now watch this because this is the part I think that most people don't get why it's so important to to stay in the place of understanding what you're hearing because if you don't stay in the place to understand, man, you're going to get messed up because you could be sitting in church, go to Matthew 13, 18, Matthew 13, 18. You could be sitting in church and get nothing. You ain't paying no attention. I go to church, go to church, man. Matthew 13, hear ye the parable of the sower. You with me? You got this? Matthew explains it. Go ahead, keep going. I always say this, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and understands it not, then come the wicked one and steals it. That's how he got it. Lack of understanding is forced rejection, and you ain't going to do what you don't understand. How did he get it? Let me explain something. Here. There's something about being a receiver when you hear that is imminent to your destiny. Because what you do not understand, you reject. and if you reject it, we can't change your situation. So what you do usually is you look at the seed, and then you look at your mountain and the mountain looks so big, what's that little seed going to do with these married problems I got? What's walking love going to do with this nightmare I'm living in? And then when the word shows up, because see, here's what I'm saying. I got to establish, I got to get you, I got to get this to you. See, here's the problem. Everybody wants to get over here. Say it, say it, say it, say it. Don't say nothing yet because you might not believe what you're saying and you ain't going to get no results. Remember Romans chapter 10? We're going to go over this stuff. I'm going to I got 12 more minutes. You give too much of this stuff, people blow up. They lose it. I don't need you losing it. I lay hands on some of you that can't come all week long. We're going to have a great. get me. Catch this. You got to like almost pull this thing in and like really absorb it. Remember Romans 10? What the heart man believes on the righteousness with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Same principle. You got that? It's Romans 10.8. Go, to, go, to, go there. You got to see it. Just write these down. I'll come back over and over and over. Go to like 10.8 if you can because it explains it. But what does it say to the word is not even in our mouth and in our heart? Underline it. Everybody say faith is two places. It's in the mouth and in the heart. I'll I ask God a question, right? I said, God, what is wrong with this thing? I said, what in the world am I got it wrong? I prayed in tongues for three months. I just kept praying in tongues. i tell you where we were. You don't even know this. We were out, we were out, we were hanging out, and it was March of whatever year it was, and I had a question. I said, God, where am I missing this faith thing? I'm missing this faith thing. I was praying in tongues trying to get it. That's why praying in tongues ain't no waste of time. You're like, I don't know what I'm doing. Track it. Say, I'm not filled. We'll get you filled before the week's up. Get the Holy Ghost. And I was praying in tongues, not I was trying to get the answer. Paul, I'm like, I am trying to get the answer. And I'll never forget it. I was sitting somewhere, and the Lord said, faith is two places. I said, what'd you say? Because you got to understand something. If you get this, pay attention. Jeff, get this. God is trapped within your body. And now you have to discover him. He ain't outside of you. He's in you. God is trapped internally within you. And now you have to discover him. And if you follow the order, he'll reveal himself internally. And I don't care what's going on externally. The internal stillness of God will keep you calm. With any season of life. And I said, Where is it? He goes, Faith is two places. I didn't even know the scripture was in the Bible. I just heard it. I said, That's in the Bible. I know that's in the Bible. It's in the Bible? Where is that? And that's what he told me. What say The word is nigh thee, even in the mouth and in the heart. I didn't know there was a word in my mouth and there was a word in my heart. Did you? That is the word of faith which we preach. There's faith in two places, in the mouth and in the heart. It's in the mouth and in the heart. It's in the mouth. What happens when I get the faith of the heart to connect with the faith in the mouth? You move mountains. But if you don't get faith in the heart and faith in the mouth, you don't have the two of them working together, you don't move nothing. You got to get them working together. And what does it say to the word is not even in the mouth and in the heart? That is the word of faith. I started getting it. See, because that's where the word doubt comes in. You're different. You're different. You're different. You're different. I'll show it to you, okay? You all right? That is the word of faith which we preach. Keep going. Go to nine. That if thou shalt confess with the mouth the Lord Jesus, this is how you got saved. Faith in the mouth filled with Jesus and belief in the heart filled with faith for the word. That's how you got saved. That if thou shalt confess with the, and believe in the, thou shalt be saved. Go, God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. Faith in the heart and faith in the mouth. Now, watch this. Watch verse 10. For with the heart, man believes. Unto what? What's righteousness? Right standing with God. Well, ain't that something? What well, my beliefs, I'm in right standing with God, not my actions. Ain't that something? So my beliefs create my right standing with God, not my actions. Yes and amen. My actions are just a byproduct of my beliefs. See, you ain't getting getting jacked up on the weekend if you got the belief that jacked up on the weekend ain't my new life. Praise the Lord. You see it? So now what? And then confession of the mouth is made unto salvation. What's that mean? Creative force. How has my mouth become a creative force? With the beliefs of my heart. Where's the man? Where is man broken? Here, let me just give you the last part. We just, you all right? Y'all looking at me like Pastor Chris, you got me. Y'all okay? Everybody's good? I'm gonna show you how to do it. Cause here's the thing, I gotta get, I gotta get beliefs formed in you. Come over here. Go to James. Go to James chapter 1. You all right? Give me a couple minutes, okay? Give me six minutes. I can get you there. James chapter 1, we'll start with verse 21. Wherefore, lay aside all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness. You got that? You right down? Receive with meekness. What? The engrafted word of God, which is able to save your soul. What's engrafted mean? Has the ability to connect and transform you. It has the ability to connect and transform you into the what? The image and the likeness of the seed. L- look at the first part of that. I'm going too fast, ain't I? You all right? Okay, good. Wherefore, that's all these New Jersey people. They can keep up. The New Jersey <laughs> section, like here, over there. Sorry, all you other people from Florida, we're cool with you. Let's calm down. Chill out. Y'all going to be all right. Come on. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and super and to naughtiness. Let's get rid of the goofiness is what he's saying. Receive with meekness. Everybody say meekness. Now watch that. Isn't that posture? How do you receive the word? You got to posture yourself for it. You people coming to church, listen to me, you need to come to church with the right mindset. If you don't come to church with the mindset, you're going to miss the whole event. Posture. Hey, guys, can you talk to your wife any old way you want to? Not if you want to stay married. What you want, woman? No. You got to posture right. How many of you know you want some love and you gotta posture yourself right? There ain't no little kids in here. If they, they, they that'll go over their head anyway. You understand know what I mean? Come home and act all goofy. Come on, guy. All you single people, just chill out. Come have a secret meeting with me. I'll tell you what to do. Go see him if you want to know what's up. He's the doctor of love. Come on, anybody, right? Look, he is, man. He'll make your head spin. That joker got it figured out. I just go talk, man. Just let him loose. Right? I just pray. I say, praise God. I pray to God, Pastor Liz is taking notes. He said it. I'm trying to get, like, I'm not saying nothing. He said it. It was him. It wasn't my idea. He, pastor said it. Okay. Well, <laughs> hey, come on. Stay in the spirit. I lighten you up a little bit. Right? Receive with meekness, the engrafted word. What do, you mean, what do you mean receive with meekness? What was the problem with the hearer the first time? He's a rejecter of lack of understanding. But if you posture yourself right, you can receive it right. So guess what this is? church isn't about? Church don't make no sense. I want to go see what they're doing. I want to go hear the music. I love the music. I didn't come for the music. What kind of rug you got? I don't care. What kind of screen you got? I don't know. I'm cool with it all. Put laser lights in the joint. Smoke out the mirror. Ain't going to be no different. I'm the jack in the box. I'm coming out. (laughs) I tell Lauren, wrap it up. Put bows on it. I don't care. Just... Skinny pants, balloon pants, jacket. I don't know, whatever. I'm just doing my thing. You know what I, mean? I ain't trying to keep up with nobody. But I'm coming out. Don't say something, bro. Because I got to get you to say something. And if you don't say nothing, I can't get somewhere because I got to agree with what's coming out your mouth. I got to receive it. And here's the thing. Local church can do it. And you got to get it on your own through teaching. You understand what I'm saying? But here's what I'm showing you. what You got to receive with meekness. What's meek mean? Don't mean weak. Humble. What's humble mean, guys, I got to withdraw from my own opinion. I got to Humble means what, guys? Come on. I got to withdraw from my own opinion. I got to lay back. I don't know. Well, this is what I believe. I don't care what you believe. Does the Bible say it? Well, it? well, God works in mysterious ways. Shut your mouth. God don't work in no mysterious way. He works in line with the Bible. People got all these goofy ideas. Well, it don't work for me. It don't work for you because you ain't working it right. Suck it up, buttercup. Time to grow up. Right. <laughs> well, you don't understand my thing. I don't need to understand anything. Pastor Liz used to get so mad at me. and I'm, not t- I'm talking to a couple people in here. You're still hard-headed, but you'll get it because it's like a special meeting so I could be special talking to you because, like, <laughs> what happened is, like, like, well, it don't work for me. No, you ain't working it right if it didn't work. And don't go blaming God because it ain't God. They said, oh, so-and-so, so-and-so didn't have the faith for it. I'm done trying to make excuses for it. I'm just going to go get it. And you know what? I got faith failures like everybody else, but I don't want to fail no more. I might not be perfect at it, but I'm working at it to get better. Am I receiving it? What meekness? I'm not, say it. Let me see it. Don't take everything that comes out of my mouth, gospel truth, line it up with the Bible. What did he say? Let me see that in the Bible, pastor. Receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. Keep going. Save your soul? I got to save my soul? You better believe it because if you don't get this soul fixed, it will block every blessing spiritually. This mind, this look, 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 look. I'm going to try blue. Let's pray to God blue works, right? This mind, right, will and emotions, oh, my God, is this not the nightmare? Mind, will, and emotions. That's really bad writing, but, right? Mind. Real emotions in the, in, the, in this incubator of soul, man. If spirit tries to come through with greater is heat to empower body, if soul shuts it down, it's a done deal. It ain't gonna work. It's in the rejection and the acceptance that's gonna be the key. So leave the. Go back to James. Let me. Oh, gotta go. We gotta go. All right, ready? Go to James. We got more time as the week goes on. Lay aside, right? Receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. 22, watch this. But be doers of the word, not hearers only. So what does that mean? You got to put action to it eventually, but watch. Not hearers only because you deceive yourself. Oh, my God. You know what that means in the Greek? Trick your spirit. Whoa, stop. Be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own self. 23, watch this. For if any man be a hearer and word not a he's like a man beholding himself in a natural glass, forgets what manner of man he is, goes away straightway forward and for what? He forgot who he is. Watch 25. But who so looks in the perfect law of liberty, continue therein, not being a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Now watch 26. If any man among you seen him religious, battle not his tongue. Your mouth. Now, we're, that's way down here. We're going to get over there. But watch this. What does the mouth do? Deceives his own heart. Trick your spirit. Now, why is that so important? Because your heart and your mouth have to connect to have faith to work. If your heart and your mouth are disconnected, you don't do nothing but walk around tricked. Because you looked in the mirror of the Word and forgot what matter. You, you, know, you, you got to shut your mouth. I can't do that. You better shut up. The Bible said you can do all things through Christ who strengthened you. That ain't rough. I'm a very nice man. I'm telling you, I'm. Not, that's my mom. My mom raised me right. Also beat me a lot of times. And, in a good way, not abusive. Not enough. She just said, not enough. Wow. Wow. The other day, you know what she put on the thing? She said, she said, she said Luke, she said, oh, you do such a great young man. You're doing awesome. She said, way better than your dad was at his age. <laughs> on Facebook. I got in heaven. I read. It. I was like, should I be insulted by this? <laughs> I was not insulted. He got to do better than me. But it was cute, right? I was like, boy, oh, boy, we know who's all right, better than me, all right? Praise God he is. He's our baby, right? He's really not the baby. He's the big one. Come on, somebody. Amen. Watch, But get in this thing and understand it. Please get this. Don't miss us. Look right here but deceives his own heart. How do you deceive your heart? When your mouth says something different, than what the word of God says. Did you get that? Before you trick yourself. He looks in the mirror of the word. The Bible says, oh, you're this. Walk away and say something different. Now your spirit don't know what you are. You're reprogramming. You better get this. You can play. Thank you. Lauren's my favorite anyway. (laughs) You're reprogramming, listen to me, you're reprogramming your spiritual DNA because your mouth is now trapping you in another dimension. And whether you believe it or not, it's true. Because the Bible says where your mouth goes, your body goes. So now I'm reconstructing the DNA of what I am. Even though my DNA says godly, my mouth is what? Pulling me into another dimension I don't need to go in. What do I got to do? I can't be a rejecter of what I hear. So here's what I got to get you to see. I want you to pull this in and we'll talk more about it. If I, here, watch this, right? So everybody's going to be here, right? If the word of God is supposed to form where I'm going, right? How do I even get this process started? Let me tell you guys, if you stay here... And you do not, right? Watch this. First thing is this. How does Romans 10, 17 says what? Faith comes by what? Hearing, right? So if I'm, what happens if I'm a, if I'm a rejecter or an acceptor? Now watch this. If I'm a rejecter of what I hear, the process of beliefs never gets moving forward. That's why when you kept hearing, well, you got to keep hearing. How many times I got to hear until something starts happening? How fast does faith come? As fast as you hear. How fast does faith go? As fast as you reject what you hear. You can't stack it. You can't stack it. So when faith comes, it ain't now, it ain't faith. See, hope ain't faith. If it's going to happen later, faith ain't involved. Hope, uh, I, you know, hope hope ain't faith. Hope can get you to faith, but faith is the substance of things hope for. Where hope come from? The word. You seeing it? But what do we do? We reject it. Now, why do we reject? I'm done. Because the word of God doesn't look like it could do anything with the problem I got. So what's that going to? I tried to walk in love. Didn't work. So we got to get you to accept. Here's what we're going to do. We got to get you to accept what you hear to be the truth. That's why, you know that stuff I've been telling you? You better find a church you listen to. You better, if you can't trust the guy in the pulpit, you're in the wrong place. Because you're going to reject half the stuff that comes out of his mouth. You got to trust it. Man, I say, bro, you say it, I believe it. You know what I'm saying? Is the line up with the Bible, I'm all in. I don't care. I ain't here for you to tickle my ear or make me happy. Tell me something that could change my life. And if it lines up with the Bible, stay in that thing. Yeah, don't make excuses. Get it. Say something. Why do we reject? Because we don't understand. Why do we not understand? We need more truth. I'm going to show you how to do it. Tomorrow night, we're going to keep going. Is this good? You start doing it. Just walk out of here tonight and say, faith is simply what I believe.